Father, I just want to say thank you for the word, this word. I believe that people will be made free in some way. There might be someone that's listening tonight that one of these words or something that's said through me may change their life. It may bring peace into their heart and a hope which has been sitting there but has not been recognised. I pray that there's something here that's special for you that's listening. And I pray that there's something special here for me too, that together as God speaks through us, speaks through me into this message, that it makes change, amazing change. And I pray this in Jesus' name. My aim is mostly as an exhorter or encourager. Um, I speak encouraging words to you to lift you up. My my gift was given um, to encourage and to help others so that their lives would be full, more full living, uh, surrendered and walking in joy. I see it, I know it, and I've experienced it, and I want others to experience this too. We have so many storms in our life, and the storms are going to keep going, though they never seem to stop sometimes. And sometimes it just seems like they go on and on and on. There's one storm going after another. And there are seasons like that. So I suggest to write down all the good things that you can think of, all the blessings of God from the past storms. Because in those storms, he's moving you closer and closer and closer. Then one day we're going to step in and see Jesus face to face. And that day is not that far away, not when we compare it to eternity. So he he wants us to be in the best place that we can, not just for eternity, but for now. He wants us to live in joy. He wants us to live in, in, in freedom. And he wants us to pass on what we've got into other people. You can imagine what it looks like to someone else when they see a Christian that's down and out, self-absorbed, um, not wanting to show any any sign of happiness or joy. It's not a real encouraging thing for someone else to think, well, I want to be like them, I want to have what they've got. It's, it's quite the opposite. God wants us to live in a place of joy. But the thief, as in John 10, it says, the thief comes to kill and destroy, but Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and that they, that's, that's you and me, may have life and that's will have life and that we, that they, may have it more abundantly and abundantly is named overflowing, super abundance, excessive. That life that Jesus has given you and me is abundant abundant and it will overflow into others it will overflow into all areas of our life it's a joy that he wants us to have because it's a strength and his joy is strength he says that the joy of the lord is our strength and it is our strength when jesus came to give us life it's zoe life he wants us to enjoy it in abundance until it overflows. He knows what we need and he knows it's a reason to enjoy life. 
In Corinthians, it says God is making his appeal to the world through us. That's through you and through me. That means what people see of us is what they're going to be think they're going to get from being like us and believing in what we believe. And you might be tonight facing a big challenge and thinking, how can I be in joy and show other people joy when I'm facing such a big challenge? Well, look, uh, it's not always going to be that way that there's a joy coming out your mouth. But joy is described as uh, like a rest as well, a calm delight. It's not just um, laughing all the time (laughs) and being an airbag or something like that. But people will see that in you. They'll see that in you. And the joy can come from a place of, well, he says to rejoice. Rejoice always. Rejoice about what? Well, that's where you go back to the blessings. It may be that you've got a light right now to be able to read. Or you you have ears that can hear or a nose that can smell. You may be blessed with children. You may be blessed with good health. You may be blessed with a job. You may be blessed with money to eat. There's two billion people on the planet right now that are going hungry tonight. So whilst we might not have everything that we want, we do have Jesus. We have Jesus. He's here with you right now. The Holy Spirit is here with you right now. He's in your born-again spirit. He's around you, in you, everywhere. He knows who you are. He knows what you need. And as you believe in him, and stand on Mark eleven twenty three. that when you speak to that mountain, and that mountain could be sickness, it could be finance, it could be relationships, it could be anything. When you speak to that mountain and tell it to get thrown in the sea, it will go. If you believe and not doubt in your heart, but if you really believe in your heart that what it, that scripture says is true, it will happen. So push those things out of the way, throw them into the sea, and then whatever you say, When you really believe in your heart that it will be given, you'll get what you ask. That's what he says. He says what he knows, and what he knows is our truth. God doesn't lie. When you speak to that mountain, tell it to go. Because it's in the way. It's in the way of the fullness of who you are in God. People will see us. They'll be infected by who you are and how we how we look at them, how you look at them and act. That's just what Satan doesn't want. He wants people to see us down and out so they don't want what we have. But we do have and we will stand on it. We won't move from it, we'll stand firm. And that's, that's the difference between someone that's really sold out and surrendered to God and someone that's just sitting on their lounge comfortably believing that they're just going to go off into heaven from their comfort zone when when the time is right. Little do they know, that's not what the Bible says. Otherwise, they'd be out there doing some actions. <laughs> that's a whole nother story, but it's relative. It's, it's connected. And what we think is what will become. If you believe that you can head out, you can encourage someone else, then your focus is going to be on them. And that focus being on them is what exalted Jesus. 
In Philippians 2.3, it says to consider others of more value than yourself. In valuing someone else and helping God and helping others, we're living the life that Jesus lived in that area of selflessness. So dying to self is good. Helping God, helping people is good. Remember, God says we are the ones that are going out there to do that. He just doesn't sovereignly wave his hand over everything and fix it. Otherwise, everything would be fixed right now. He uses you and he uses me. I hope that's been some encouragement for you because as we trust in God with all our heart and we don't lean on our own understanding, we acknowledge him in all that we do. He will make your path true and straight. He's got good plans to prosper you, really good plans to prosper you. He, he, he says that everything, everything, all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And he'll never, never leave you. He'll never forsake you. So he's looking for good for you. But it comes from your heart of belief in him. So God, I just bless um, anyone that's listening to this tonight or today, this morning, whatever it may be. I bless them in your name, Jesus, that as they walk today, they feel the grace of your comfort, that you're with them. And that as they believe that things will be all right, things will work out for them and you'll give them comfort in all areas of their life. As the circumstances may keep getting thrown at them, you'll give them peace. You won't give them more than what they can handle. Lord, you are the orchestrator of life. You are the the king of kings. You are all in all and everything to us. I praise you, Jesus, and I love you, Jesus. And we thank you. We thank you for being with us, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for loving us. And we love you, Lord, with all our hearts. Amen.